The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Welcome back to a new episode, brand new episode, new year episode, 2020 version of History Creeps. That's right, 2020 version of History Creeps. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris Chavez. I am no better than I was last year, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> Carter Johnson completely is. How's it going, Carter? I'm I'm good, and it's nice to know, you know, new year, same old History Creeps. <laughs> and the new and improved 2020 3.0 version of Johnny Townsend. Me felt English. That's impossible. <laughs> well, wait, where, what happened to Johnny 2.0? Did we miss that version? Or He's dead. 3.0 killed him immediately. <laughs> yeah. 3.0 made 2.0 obsolete. <laughs> so did you go full Tron on his ass or just part way? Um, a quarter Tron. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's also about as hot as I can get when I'm with a lady. About a quarter tron. <laughs> about a quarter tron. Yeah, no matter how, no matter how much I want it to be a full tron. <laughs> That's oh lord. Uh, as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, we're still the same guys. This is history creeps. Thanks so much for joining us uh, in the new year, 2020. Um, it's been a minute, man. We uh, we had the holidays hit us. We had our rotation of shows. But as you were saying, Carter, when we were kind of chatting before the show started, was uh. It's been a while since the three of us got in a room together and uh, and did this thing called History Creeps. And talked about some creepy stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, welcome. Uh, we refer to our, friends, our fans as creepers. Um, we are not fans of creepers. Does that make sense? Like, we're not into yeah. the creeper kind of creepers, but like the history to- creep creepers. Yeah. I had to explain it to my wife too, dude. It's okay. <laughs> she was like, "You guys want shirts with creeper on them? What the hell's wrong with you?" Exactly, exactly. Speaking of shirts with creeper on them, if you head to the website bicbp-radio.com, there's a link there that says merch. Check it out. They'll take you to our history creep store where you can buy your very own shirt that says, "I'm a creeper." Boom. That's a uh, self plug 2020. I'm not plugging anymore this year, guys. The rest is up to you. But uh, what I am, <laughs> what what I am gonna like, do, like the eighth of January, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I get it in early, right? Then I'm just gonna clip that out and use that as a, a commercial for the He's rest like, of the year. Gonna, you're just gonna ride the coattails the rest of the year. Yeah, I'll just cut that out and just use it as a commercial the rest of the year. <laughs> Easy peasy. There you go. Right? That's how we do it. Uh, but welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We get into uh, the creepy, weirder, you know, odder parts of history. Um, we usually open the show with things that are going on in the news now. So let's get to some current creeps. Johnny Townsend, yes, you've got something, sir. Yes. Yes, i got a couple of things. Let's start with uh, these mysterious drone sightings over Colorado. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, this is on all the news places you go. I'm just looking directly at ABC News for this. A uh, new drone task force is investigating mysterious sightings across Colorado and Nebraska. 
people are concerned, and we're going to try to get to the bottom of it, uh, said the sheriff of Morgan County. Uh, the drone task force is made up of about 10 to 15 law enforcement agencies, along with the FBI and Federal Aviation Administration. Uh, I'm trying to find out where Arkwood actually talks about the drones here. Uh, reports of, of mystery drone sightings began about two weeks ago. Uh, this is a fairly uh, recent article, too, so this is happening in the, not too long ago. Uh, but Martin said the reports have tapered off in the last few days. Uh, but here's the thing that was weird. They would show up and it would kind of blink and make really weird patterns and stuff, mm-hmm. but no one would claim them. Uh, the FBI said that, you know, that, uh, wasn't them. The army said it wasn't them. Uh, none of the companies in that area claimed them. So no one knows uh, what they are. Just a bunch of rumors right now. Hmm. Uh, they're, they're, they're taking it. They, they're investigating it. I think they actually just sent out an airplane to investigate it too. Um, the agency has contacted multiple drone companies and operators, but have been, and this is in quotes, unable to determine that any of these entities was the source of these reported flights. And how many were there? How many did they say they saw? Oh, it's a bunch. Uh, trying to find where the about a dozen, story right? Was. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was something it's, like that. It's, it's, it's a ton. Um, oh, the only thing I could say is because so, as always, I want to believe, right? But. Here's my thing with this uh, whole thing is that drones are now readily available. Anybody can get drones. And so if you get enough, you're collecting them over the few years. You get some friends together. Uh, Yeah, I know they went out canvassing and checking in with people. Hey, was this you messing with everybody? If you're really trying to mess with people, then you're not going to admit to it, right? Well, of course Yeah, probably not. So... Uh, I mean, I'd like to think it's something crazy, maybe otherworldly, but at the end of the day, I think it's just a bunch of kids messing around. <clears throat> have to be some rich kids, though. Drones are not cheap. Yeah, Seriously. it's true. That is true. Um, and it's more than one. I mean, it's a bunch. They say, like, it was enough to where uh, one of the – I remember one of the people who saw them said it was like the it was like Christmas lights up in the sky. There were so many of them. Oh. That's crazy, dude, and kind of freaky at the same time. That is. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, so the next one I have for you guys, uh, this is uh, according to CNN.com, mysterious repeating fast radio burst traced to a nearby galaxy. Oh, I like this one. Yeah, I actually sent this one to you guys, that, that headline. Uh, astronomers have traced the signal uh, of an enig- enig- man, I cannot read. Enig- en- enigmatic? 2020. Enigmatic. Uh, repeat- Thank you. Repeating <laughs> fast radio bursts. For only the second time, I'm a professional podcaster. And it's in a spiral galaxy similar to our own not so far away. Oh, uh, These fast radio bursts are millisecond long bursts of radio waves in space. Individual radio bursts emit once and don't repeat. Repeating fast radio bursts are known to send out short uh, radio waves multiple times. Uh, multiple individual fast radio bursts in past years have been traced back to their sources and other galaxies, although... Those have yet to shed light on what created them. Mm. Um, but these newly discovered li- uh, radio bursts have a different source from the first one that was found in 2019, deepening the mystery of how these radio waves are created. That is cool. I do like that. Um, but isn't there a thing where there that's that's just kind of space noise is made up of different radio waves? Is that a thing or is that just something I made up right now? <laughs> On the spot. No, I think I've heard something similar to that too. Right, good. 
But I think what makes this stand up is it's like it keeps repeating. Oh, so it's a signal. Yeah. What if they decode it and it's literally the numbers from Lost? Oh, man. finally, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Contact. That joke went right over my head. <laughs> you never saw Lost, huh? Nope. Uh, no. Never nice, got nice. into it. One of my favorite shows ever. Yeah. Um, that is, dude. St- anything is that like a that? Thing? There's numbers in Lost or something. Yeah, oh, I thought you were gonna say like a joke or something. No, no, no. no. There's a single. There's a sequence of numbers in the in the show Lost that you know is supposed to mean something at some point, and it does. Like it comes out later that it means one thing, and then later on, it, oh, it didn't mean that. It means something else. And uh, but the lottery numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, like, um, you know, for me, this this stuff always fascinates me when we start getting signals or or things from outer space. Like, I think we discussed. Yeah, we did definitely discuss this on the show in the past. The wow signal, um, thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so this is really cool. I'm, I would like to keep a close eye on this and see where this goes. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I just think it's fascinating. Uh, you know, I, it. I mean, it's got to come from something. Something's making those. Yep. Yeah. I mean, haven't we, haven't humans sent out signals into space hoping to get a response? We sure have, man. We sent out satellites. We sent out, we sent out that record, right? That gold record with all the different like sounds from Earth. Yeah, we did. Greetings from the people of Earth. Basically, right? Yeah. Remember that was the record on the X-Files. And yes. Would play oh, over yes. And over again. Yes. The season two premiere. It would play over and it would send the exactly. numbers. It was them sending the Voyager signal back. See? Basically. Now imagine yeah, if anyway. that. Imagine Sorry, if that's that what we got. I... <laughs> but imagine if that's what we got in this radio signal. What if we decoded and realized it was their version? Like they were sending it back to us that they had decoded it and send it back in their language. You know what I mean? Oh, not that's like just... greetings from Altair Four or something. <laughs> no, literally, they're just like here. Send it back and see if they can figure this out. Or no, that sounds more like a joke, you know, like, haha, see if you can figure this out. Or when it's decoded, what if it's like it breaks down to ones and zeros, and when you decode it, it, <laughs> it it's like a map to their galaxy and shows you where, where their planet is. Or it just says, we know who you are, leave us alone. <laughs> we've been watching you, I know what you did last we've summer. Seen, we've seen what you do. Yeah. We've seen too many things. I saw yeah. what you did last millennia. <laughs> we don't want anything to do with you. That's amazing. Oh man! Speaking of not wanting to do, uh, have anything to do with anybody, man. Uh, whatever that means. I was trying to be a transition, and we and none of us can glitched. talk. None of us can. Chris talk. Is, Chris I mean, you can glitched. go. You can go back in and edit it out. And no, something. Keep it. You know, I say keep it. All right, I'm restarting. Uh, yeah, all systems go. Welcome to History Creeps. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris Chavez. <laughs> and- <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so for our topic today, we're doing a roundtable. We decided for the first uh, the first episode of the new year, the first history creeps of the new year, we're doing the roundtable of a topic we've been, we've been wanting to get into for a while. Uh, you'd hear us talk about it here and there and say, hey, let's do a whole episode devoted to that. Uh, the episode we're doing today is the dark side of Disney. Disney. <laughs> Disney. Which is, Disney. yeah. Like yeah, the Disney. happiest place on earth doesn't have a dark side. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's We're a freaking real. bar in there, dude. Okay. Yeah. What do you think We're happens all, yeah. at the only place in the park that serves alcohol? There's also a place in the park that like you have to be ridiculously rich to even have access to it. That's the bar. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The, it's called like uh oh, what is it called? 
Club 22, I think is what it's called. Yeah, it's something like it's a club and a it's number. Like, I think, yeah, right, it's yeah. off Main Street. Nice. Um, yeah. in the, in the, um, you know, in the town area. I can't remember. And, yeah, and I think the waiting list is like years. Dude, it is, and you, and it takes like twenty grand or something to get on it. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. What? But that would be kind of fun, don't you think? Oh, for sure. Being oh yeah. There and you know, hey, I'm I'm having a scotch on the rocks, and look at all these pissed off, angry parents out here. Wait, is it is it Club Thirty Three? Is that the name of it? That's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. Ah, yes. that's actually on my list of conspiracy theories. So let's kick into that. the The conspiracy here was that uh, Walt Disney sus- was suspected of using this club for Freemason meetings, uh, Illuminati, if you will. He was a member of the Freemasons and which we know has always had these ties to like uh conspiracy style secret, you know, uh groups um maybe the Illuminati themselves, the New World Order. So that's the the deal with that is that you like you said you got to be rich to to get in there, right? Uh, but the idea was that he created this club specifically for those types of meetings. But was he is that like a confirmed thing that he was a Freemason? Um, yes. I, well, I don't, I'm not sure to be honest. I think maybe it was a thought that way. Let me look that up while, uh, while you guys, yeah, there's a Walt Disney, the man himself has a lot of things said about him that are either true or not true. Like his head, uh, like he's things. frozen on ice or something. <laughs> yeah. That people be yeah one of them. I mean, there's, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff about that, but yeah, I that mean, he was uh anti, anti-Semite was one too. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually think he actually was, um, there's all kinds of things. He, uh, apparently at one time he actually, actually for a lot of his life, he was part of, he actually was an informant for the FBI. Oh, uh, yeah. And he would turn people in. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, uh, during the early McCarthy era, he was yes. doing that. Yeah. And, uh, I think before that too, um, his, a lot of his people who were working for his studio, so a lot of his employees went on strike, but they were wanting better pay and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you know, to be able to make a living, those kind of things. And uh, he was like, uh, eh, eh, I don't think so. And turned a lot of them in. <laughs> wow. So it says yeah. here that Walt Disney was not a Freemason, though he was a D. Malay. What is that? That's a good question. Uh, it I've says, never heard of that. The only sources that claim he was a Freemason are conspiracy and evangelical sites, which claim he was a 33rd. Now that's weird though that there is Club Thirty Three, dude. But maybe that's yeah. why people talk and said, "Hey, obviously, right?" I, I bet the club was there first, and people were like, "Well, we're going to, you know, spin it from that." There's got to be a reason for it. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it weird because? Be isn't it weird though because we do know there are parts of the, the history of Disney, the, the the parts of the park that have kind of like a a, a weirder, unknown, darker side. Uh, because of that, these other things would spring up. It makes sense. Well, yeah, like I said, happiest place on earth's got to have a dark side. Exactly. Right? That's why I'm Behind covering every smile. Yeah. I remember it being kind of creepy when I used to go. So <laughs> I'm serious. It was. What, so uh, yeah. what do you guys want to get into? And Disney also, uh, I found a little story here where um, I, I know for a fact, uh, since I do, uh, since I'm a, <laughs> not the brag, but I'm an artist. <laughs> so I know a lot of other stuff that artists deal with, and Disney is notorious for cracking down on stuff that feels impeding on their property type stuff. Yeah. Uh, but one time, apparently in Florida, 
they literally sued uh, a daycare center because it dared to have paintings of Mickey Mouse uh, on their walls. This is a you know a small daycare center, and they were yeah. going to sue them like to bejesus in the back. <laughs> and so they had to agree to take all that down, which they did. And Disney's reasoning for this was, well, you know, for all the people who we said could, you know, who actually paid for the rights to use that, we wouldn't be fair if this place that had, you know, baby children in it to have this. Yeah. Uh, but uh, luckily, actually, Universal came to the <laughs> Universal Studios came to the rescue. Let them uh, do some Scooby Doo instead. Oh, nice! There you for go. free. So, yeah. so basically, you're telling me that Walt Disney was was like a Gene Simmons. Yeah. Disney yep. is like Gene Simmons. That's a good. That's a good. I was going to say, you know, you know how he does that, yes. right? He, he sues oh, yeah. everyone. Yeah, he licks everything. Nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's get into some of these darker stories. What do you guys have, uh, Johnny? What do uh, you have? Yeah, um, there's real bones. Oh God! Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, the the, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Uh has real bones in it. Like the, there's a skull and crossbones somewhere yep. on there and that's real. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it, they, at one point they wanted the other skeletons in there to also be real, but I think they decided against that eventually. And when they were uh, originally building, I don't remember if it's the one in California or the one in Florida, but when they were uh, about to complete it in the sixties, late sixties, uh, they would, they would find bones all the time. Yeah, digging stuff up around and all and all there. So I, I did know that, and the the conspiracy, yeah. uh, the conspiracy maybe paranormal side of it is is that the Pirates of the Caribbean ride is supposedly haunted by a spirit named George. So I don't know if George is maybe the uh, the original, you know, person that was those bones at some point. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess it could be right. I mean. That's what supernatural teaches us. People are like near where their bones are and stuff. So, yeah. Apparently, yeah. so it says here that uh, that th- this person tells a story about how that they had a roommate um, who did a college program where they worked at the park, and she said that if they didn't say good morning, George, and good night, George, at the beginning and end of the day, respectively, the ride would shut down and they would have problems with it all day. Dude, that's freaky. There you go. Yeah. Um, another thing too, I know this has been pointed out by many people and it's just really noticeable, but in so many Disney movies and films and animated things, uh, the parents of the characters either die or are already dead. It's very tragic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently one of the, they say one of the reasons for this is Walt Disney himself lost his mom, uh, late later in his life. Like she was 70 or something when she passed away, but it was an unexpected passing. And uh, so he kind of got to where he didn't want any mothers because it just made him too sad to see a mother on film. <laughs> so uh, example of, you know, Bambi famously oh, spoiler alert for a movie that came out in the thirties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, famously lost his mom, you know, Dumbo, uh, Dumbo separated from his. Yeah. I, mean, yep. you know, I mean, all up to like a uh, frozen for crying out loud, you know, wow. their parents. So, uh, Dude, and, that, that's... and that continued on, like even oh, the yeah. people that used to work for him land before time, Don Bluth used to work for Disney. What happens in land before time? Yeah. It's I mean, it's like, it almost became this kind of, um, you like know, like a thing for kids yeah. movies, right? Yeah. 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 It, it was like, a, a recipe you had to follow for it to, to fit this kind of story where the child is removed from the parents, goes into the real world, has to fight, fend for himself and gets reunited with their parents. Most of the time, uh, a changed person. It's almost yeah. like a trope now. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
so you have you guys heard you guys have heard of this one because I remember hearing this when I was young, uh, and I don't know uh, if it actually happened completely. So have you ever heard about how the ride Space Mountain somebody was decapitated on this ride? I don't know I've if I've heard, heard I've, that. Yeah, I, but I've heard that it's just an urban legend. It is an urban legend. So, but what did happen? A man did stand up at the Disney Disneyland Matterhorn ride in 1964, which ended up hitting his head and it resulted in his death. So I wonder if it's one of yep. these things that kind of tied into it. Yeah. yeah. There, there have been people who have lost their lives at Disneyland yeah. and Disney world. Like one of them was a boy who jumped in the water yeah. uh, and got some kind of this flesh thing that ate his brain or something like that. I forgot what it's called, but uh, yeah, it's that's literally why they shut down treasure Island. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They say all the water around their head. Yeah. But I guess you're you're gonna get into that too, aren't you? Aren't you, Chris? Well, so there the was Treasure Island thing. Is that on your list? Um, I'm not sure, but I do. Is that the one with Tom Sawyer? The Tom Sawyer Island? Yeah, that's yeah, the it's, yeah. It, it's, it's got like five different names because they kept changing it around. Yeah, that there, yeah, a kid did die trying to trying to swim from the. I believe he was trying to swim from the island back to the main park, jumping into the water and swimming, ended up yeah. drowning. Um, so yeah, there's a, it says, so if you, and this is something you can look up on. So I don't know how you guys feel about Snopes. I think it's a pretty good site. I feel like that, that they can site. really find out whether something's true or not. Uh, Snopes will tell you that there have been nine guests that have lost their lives on Disneyland attractions. So yeah, the guy hitting his head is, was one of them. Um, you know, the kid trying to swim across was one as well. That's crazy. dude. Yeah. I know that I knew about like the employee that had been killed. But there's a lot like I feel like sometimes Disney goes out of their way to make sure you don't hear about some of this stuff because oh, they're sure. of the opinion, you know, that, oh, it's going to hurt our, our, you know, our business and tourism and blah, blah, blah. But well, brain eating uh, amoeba, that's something you can't really. You yeah. Know, people need to know about that. Yeah. Uh, also, another dark thing would be um, at the parks, too. You know, they become so many people visit them and, uh, you know, a lot of people become uh fans of the parks themselves more than Disney. Yeah. Uh, and like when they pass away, they'll want their ashes scattered there. So it's kind of become a thing where Disney employees are, have to be on the lookout for people wanting to spread uh, their loved one's ashes on rides and stuff. I've it's seen that so many times. Yeah. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. That's uh and, and, and they're tra- one of the things I read was that they're trained how to kind of dissuade somebody from doing it. Like if they caught them, you know what I mean? Because I mean, you got to. It's it's a weird kind of thing, right? Like it's a dead person, it's a relative. There's there's a lot of emotion tied to what's happening in that moment. It's not like they're just trying to vandalize something. Uh, so you want you don't want to just be straight out rude, and you know, I, I don't know. Right. It's it's weird, man. Yeah, I'd hate to be in that situation. Yeah. Dude, no thanks. For sure. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think I'd, if I was put on my goofy head, I don't think I'd. <laughs> You know, how could you handle it if, like, you're already, you've already lost a loved one and you're trying to carry out their wishes and here comes literally Goofy trying to talk you down from doing it? <laughs> Seriously, that's, yeah. yeah. Have you guys, um, let me ask you guys this. Have you guys ever been to uh, the Tower of Terror? The Hollywood Tower yes. of Terror Hotel, yes. that ride? Uh, I've seen it. I've never, I've been to it, but not been on it. Dude. You could say. Oh yeah. my God, it's creepy. Um, it, you know, it follows the twilight zone, uh, 
show the episode. I don't know if it's an actual episode that they they kind of redo for this, or if it's specifically for the ride. I, I don't know about that, but um, apparently this is one that's supposedly haunted as well. Apparently there was a cast member that had a heart attack while loading guests onto the ride and died inside the building. And so they say like when you go to platform D, there's like this spot where you feel a cold spot. And a lot of the current employees don't like to work that one. Like if they're assigned to have to work and, and load people there, they don't like that. You can feel that cold spot. And uh, there's scenes throughout this thing where you're supposedly seeing like these ghostly like black and white images of of what's going on in this storyline. And they say once in a while there's an extra in there because it's the ghost of the employee. Well, recently, like in the past couple of years too, there was a very famous video that you'll you can find it all over YouTube. Uh, where, you know, they have cameras obviously all over the park yep. and like, you can you see this sort of figure kind of walk across oh, the yeah. park. Yeah. 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 That so, one's kind of creepy too. Yeah. You can even follow it as it's walking across. Yeah. There's we used a, um, to do the trifecta when I was a kid. My, my grandma lived in winter park right near Orlando. So my mom would oh, take me to Universal, SeaWorld and Disney. There and Disney go. was by far the creepiest, like out of those three. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, some of these things that I've seen, like, uh, you know, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was like one of the most famous animated movies at, of its time. Yeah. And uh, like I was looking, was it that one or just, let me find it real quick before I talk out of school here. No worries. <laughs> uh, like the, the main voice actress, I'm blanking her name. That's my main issue here. Uh, I was looking at how much she got paid to do it, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's oh, a very yeah, low, it's a very low amount. Uh, it's very low. Where's it at? Where's that? I hate websites that keep loading stuff on your phone. It's all good. Oh, here we go. Uh, let's see if I can pronounce her name. <laughs> uh, this is for Snow White. I had to write uh, Snow White. Uh, Andriana Castellotti or Castell. Anyway, she was the one who voiced Snow White. And for voicing Snow White and kind of saving Disney at the time, because they put a lot of money into that, uh, she made under a thousand dollars for. The oh thing. man, that's horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. Now that that is in the thirties, right? But that's still a low amount. Yeah, but still, yeah, thirties and forties overall is, uh, yeah. you know, forties and fit like that. That whole Hollywood era, not and entertainment was just. Um, you know, it, it left a lot to be desired in how they treated uh, actresses and and many of the uh, the women during that time. So it's it's not surprising. Um, and was it all. was it Snow White or was it Cinderella where where they were like you're you can't you're never gonna uh, act in another film again or do another voice or anything? Mm. I, I heard I heard that he did that to one of them. Wow! But I can't remember I can't remember if it was Cinderella or the. The woman who voiced Snow White. I'm not sure. I've not heard that one. <laughs> I found one that I don't know if this one's true or not. But <laughs> all right, so you guys, um, this is a relatively this is a newer one of their animated movies, The Princess and the Frog. It's actually really good. Okay. Yeah, um, but you know, it's it's all based around the whole thing where if you kiss the frog, he turns into a prince. You know. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of kids, this is according to, to this article, <laughs> a, a lot of kids were hospitalized after this movie because they would go and kiss frogs. That's amazing. And they would get, uh, you know, the poisoning. A bunch of girls are hoping to see princes pop up in front of them. 
Yeah. And it's like, didn't you guys pay attention to the movie? You kiss the frog, you turn into a frog. If That's you're not a princess, like that was the whole point of the movie. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Wasn't there also, I know um, during World War Two, uh, a lot of American companies, I mean, you know, Henry Ford famously kind of backed the Nazis. Uh, but wasn't there a time when, um, I think, wasn't Donald Duck in a cartoon, a Nazi, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he Hitler? Hitler? Doesn't he play Hitler? Or, I think so. or am I thinking Daffy Duck? Are we thinking Looney Tunes? No, no, no. It was, no, it was Donald Duck. It was Donald I, Duck. I can for picture sure. it in my, in, I can see it in my head. Yeah. He's know? got, I'm looking at a picture of him with, oh. uh, with the uh, Hitler's book in front of him. There you go. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, man. Back then, man, and I remember it was why- actually just a nightmare. Just so everybody knows, is you actually watched the short, which I'm pretty sure they don't show anymore. But uh, it was actually Donald having a nightmare that he's a Nazi. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, do you guys know <laughs> yeah, that? Doesn't matter, right? You guys watch? Do you guys ever watch uh, urban exploring videos uh, on on uh, YouTube? Hell yeah! So there's a bunch where you can find people who have found the abandoned water park. It was called River uh, River Country. It was open from seventies to two thousand one, um, but apparently, and I don't know if any of this is caught on on video, but apparently it's been reported that music will play over the loudspeakers out of nowhere, just start playing as if the park's in 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 uh, in in full swing. Yep. Yeah, you have to swim there, as I understand it, or take a canoe or something, right? Like a little skiff or yeah, a boat like or something. You, you, You've got to get like, yeah, you yeah. can't, yeah, a lot there's of, no actual way to like walk to that, uh, attraction. Yeah. A lot of the things I, I was looking at when I was looking at like the dark and weirder, creepier side of Disney were things like the fact that there's, there's a lot of uh, alleged hauntings. Um, yeah. Walt Disney supposes to still haunt the firehouse apartment on main street at Disneyland. Uh, they, people yeah. say, they say him, they see him standing there walking around, um, well, they even still keep that. There's a light up there too that they keep lit for him. No, oh, nice. Yeah, apparently, he would turn it on if they didn't turn it yeah. on. So, uh, also apparently, there's a, one of the monorails um, in Disneyland is supposed. You're supposed to see a, a ghost of a man running across it, um, and apparently, it's because this guy named Thomas Cleveland climbed a wall onto the monorail. Uh, when he spotted, he was spotted by security. He bolted and was hit by the monorail. This was in 1966. Um, but yes, that's one of the things I saw a lot of is that is, is, is these things though. One of the ones I all remember, I remember hearing, do you guys ever, did you guys ever hear about how, uh, people would say that the, it's a small world ride would come to life at the end of the night. Yeah. Do you remember that one? I remember hearing that and apparently, apparently it's a de- a thing. Cast members swear they'll walk away after everything has been, you know, shut down and you know, you'll hear the actual mechanics moving. Um, I don't know. Could that? I don't know how it would work. But would there be a such thing as maybe electric bursts still kind of running through them? I don't know. I do know though, if uh, it was late at night and that rider was shut off, when I hear little kids singing, "It's a small world." Oh, uh, uh-uh. uh, I am out of there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, you know, there's an urban legend that somebody killed themselves yeah. there. Yeah, I remember that on, one too. On it's a small world, so maybe it's maybe their ghost is in the machine. You know. Yeah, it was uh, some dude hung himself or something. There's yeah, actually supposedly some lady got a picture of it. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I think there's a picture that was online is where I saw it, like a meme or a picture yeah. online of it. So, um, 
yeah, man, it's 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 creepy. What else, what else do you got, Johnny? Uh, this one, this one is. I just thought it. You know, we're in a thankfully we're in a day and age where we recognize that women are, are honestly a lot better than I am. Uh, but you know, back in the '30s, it was definitely a different era in that every like pretty much, you know, women can only do certain things. They weren't, you know, some stuff was not women's work. So, uh, so in like this lady writes, she wants to join Disney. She wants to work for Disney, right? And the response she got, this is one of the quotes from her rejection letter. Uh, Women do not do any of the creative work in connection with preparing the cartoons for the screen, as that work is performed by young men only. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, Yep. They would eventually obviously get over that, and plenty of women would go to work for them. But uh, I just thought thought it was funny, because honestly, I know tons of women who are way more... uh, qualified than I would ever be to work for Disney, that's for sure. Well, that's but, what's funny, right? Disney's been around that long. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's how long the company has been, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that letter was from 1938. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Good Lord. Yeah. That's before America joined World War II. That's yeah. how old that is. That puts it well, in then perspective. Well, then he had to hire women animators, dude. Yeah. Well, the dudes were wrong. at war. There were no you young men. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Um, I have one more here for you, Johnny. This one's specifically for you. Okay. Uh, if you ever go to Orlando and you get to you go to the haunted mansion ride, you may be visited by the spirit of a little boy. Apparently there's a little boy that uh that lurks around. You'll see his head kind of pop out here and there as you're going along the ride. Um and apparently, again, this is one of these things where you can look online and, and there's a picture that people are claiming is that boy. They got a picture of it. So uh, check that out as well. But that's uh, that's for you. The little kid will start singing to you in the dark ride of the Haunted Mansion. That one I have been on, and it is creepy. Oh, yeah. It's creepy already because it's 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 the whole feel, right? That's the point. Yeah. Could you imagine, though, seeing this little creepy kid just kind of poking his head out from behind corners? Yeah, but you know what would be worse is is knowing this story and then seeing it. Yes. Like, then, that would freak yeah. me out. Then you're done. Yeah, for sure. Then you're done. Yeah, you know exactly sure. what that is, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, also, I think a lot of people know this, but a lot of your, uh, a lot of the stories that Disney turned into animated films, like the original sources of those are way darker than... Oh, yeah. Uh, Disney took, yeah, Disney took out quite a bit uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, for example, that I don't know, I had to read that book for high school, and I remember because I loved that animated movie. I still do. It's one of my. I just love that animated film. But I remember I was like, I can't wait. Like I wanted to read the book just to compare it, and they are like could not be more tonally different from each other. Yep. Uh, yeah, the book is way, way more uh, violent, among other things. Oh yeah, yeah man. That seems to be the case a lot of the times. And then if it's Disney, so, I mean, what do you think it is that makes Disney see that and say, let's make that into a movie, but we'll make it a kid's movie. That's like saying, hey, let's take Pulp Fiction and turn it into a kid's movie. Yes. Do you know what I, I mean, mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, what makes you, what makes said, you say I that? I want to see that movie. But... <laughs> well, you know what? Have you guys, let me ask you this real quick. Have you guys seen this thing where they put on a play with these little kids? They're probably like three, four, and five years old, and it's they're replaying a, the scene from Scarface. Okay, that's, that's 
That's kind of funny. And I'm instead of say, on. yeah, instead of saying fuck, they say fudge and all these other things. I'm going to send it to you guys. You guys will look at that after this. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a big pile. I can't remember what it is. It might be a pile of marshmallows or something. I can't remember. I'll have to go back and look at it. I'll send it to you guys. That's pretty funny. It is awesome. Uh, but that's so all. I shove marshmallows into his mouth instead of up his nose. <laughs> that, okay. Now that I want to see. Uh, but uh but yeah that's all i had uh in my my presentation for the dark side of disney um i know carter you said you had something you wanted to share uh well and now i've got another one because i thought you were going to cover this too apparently there was a disney i forget her name there was a disney employee that was killed by a ride um Ooh. i forget the name of the ride oh wait she was, was like crushed or something and it wrote, yeah it was a stage yes. that rotated yeah i saw this too she somehow got stuck between the two stages Yes. As they were rotating. I did see that on the on the nine deaths yeah, at Disneyland. Got, I think it was in the door or something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she, I think she died in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they couldn't really, you know, sweep that one under the rug. Oof. Apparently, people were heard her screaming and stuff. So. That's horrible, dude. That is yeah, just that, horrible. That, that one's pretty bad. Like that's. That's pretty bad. Yeah. That would really ruin your Disney vacation. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you think? Just a bit. I mean, Just I a bit. Like... <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so uh, I have what is a creepypasta. Now, we all know the fun thing about creepypastas is that they could be real. There's enough uh, truth in it uh, that you could conceivably, you know, believe it. Um, this creepypasta is called Abandoned by Disney, and it's by an author named Slime Beast. And uh, I, it's way too long, like I said earlier. That's, their, that's so, their Christian name. That's that's right. That's right. <laughs> the Beast is the last name. Uh, the yeah. Slime is just a family name. Um, so it's way too long for me to read, so I'm just going to kind of summarize it. Um, but in the same vein of what you were talking about earlier, Chris, about, uh, uh, river country and Johnny, you and I were talking about Tom Sawyer slash treasure Island. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever heard of Mowgli's palace? No. Mowgli right. from jungle book. Yeah. Mowgli from jungle. Like book. that's a legit spot on, on, at, in, at Disney. According to this creepypasta, it almost was. Oh, no, I've never heard um, of it. Now, you guys know that Disney has other resorts like, you know, around the world uh, yeah. that aren't necessarily parks. Yeah. Per se. But they're, you know, Disney hotels and Disney restaurants and so on and so forth. Um, So that was what Mowgli's Palace was going to be. Um, I'm going to re read this verbatim from the article here. Uh, near the beachside city of Emerald Isle in North Carolina, Disney began construction of Mowgli's Palace in the late 1990s. The concept was a jungle-themed resort with a large palace in the center of the whole thing, which would have been Mowgli's Palace. Now, so the story goes, uh, Disney basically bought up a bunch of land uh, to, to build this resort. The local government basically claimed eminent domain over the land and then sold the property to Disney. And so of course people were uh, upset about that and already picketing 
you know, in protesting this resort before it ground had even been broken on the whole thing. Um, so basically they started building this, uh, resort and it was, uh, abandoned after construction was finished, but before tourists were allowed in, kind of like Jurassic Park. So, uh, the creepypasta is about a, uh, an urban explorer who remembers, uh, hearing about it because his parents were members of the Disney Resort Club, apparently, which is a thing. And he remembers getting like a brochure advertising it when he was a kid. So, uh, he went, he went and, uh, dug the, uh, little pamphlet thing out, uh, from a box. And he got he got in his car and he drove out there and he kept asking the locals, hey, where would I find Mowgli's Palace? And nobody wanted to say uh, anything to him about it. So when he finally finds his place, he gets there and it's got a, you know, a, a, a big wooden gate on it, kind of kind of also like Jurassic Park uh, with a big a big hand painted sign on it that says abandoned by Disney. So he gets the gate open. Uh, he can't drive his car in, so he's got to walk because it's the place is apparently so overgrown uh, that he can't he can't get in there without walking. So he gets in. He gets to the main building, and uh, once again he finds a sign on the uh, hanging from the front building, not the front doors because they've apparently been removed. Uh, another sign that says "Abandoned by Disney." So he goes and he's figuring, you know, all oh, these got to be pissed off employees or, you know, the residents are angry or whatever. And they're writing these signs on here. So he goes into the main building and the whole place has pretty much been stripped. The only thing that's still there uh, is the, you know, the overgrown plants that are are slowly taking the building back. So he finds a sign. Uh all kind of off to the off from the main part of this building that's uh says uh mascots only now this is where a lot of people including myself have pointed out it would actually say cast members only so that's kind of another way that you know it's it's a creepy pasta uh this door also has an abandoned by disney sign placed on it uh, he manages to get the door open and figures, hey, I'm going to go in here and take a couple of creepy pictures, you know, some stuff to to post online or whatever that I was actually here. Uh, so he gets he gets in there and he gets into this door and he starts going down this long hall. Now, this is where, you know, the, the people that are in the costumes would like take their breaks and they have, you know, their locker rooms and showers and bathrooms and stuff to, you know, change in and out to, to go to work and whatnot or to go home. Mm -hmm. So when he gets in there, he discovers that all of the fixtures, all of the sinks and the toilets and, and whatnot in the bathrooms and the break room areas have all been destroyed. But there's still the water is still on because there's still water coming out from all of these busted fixtures. Kind of weird, right? Abandoned park. You'd figure they'd, you know, turn the turn off the water. It's Disney. They, you know, they got a ton of money, but who wants to pay for a resort that nobody's staying at? You're not making any money off of it, right? 
So he kind of is like, okay, that's a little weird, you know, but whatever. Then he starts noticing that there are, you know, old sandwiches, uh, moldy cups of coffee, uh, the kind of stuff where you, you look at it and go, okay, well, everybody left in a hurry, right? Not just they left, but they literally left in the middle of eating like they were evacuated or something. So he keeps going down the same hallway that he's in, and he finds another door uh, marked Character Prep 1. So he's like, okay, this is where they keep the, you know, the uh, the, the the costumes and everything. So I'm going to go in here and, and get some great shots uh, of these, you know, rotting costumes. And it'll look great when I put it on my, you know, on my Urban Explorer site. So when he gets in the room, he immediately finds a Mickey Mouse costume kind of in the center of the room. And it's just lying like on its back, uh, you know, in the center of the room. But what, what he notices immediately that's what's odd about it is that it, it's almost like a photo negative of the real Mickey Mouse, like where he's, where the Mickey we know is black, this one is white. And where the Mickey we know is white, this one is uh black and apparently his red overalls are blue so he's like a michael jackson video yeah yeah <laughs> strange right um so he's like okay well i'm gonna you know i'm gonna pull some of these costumes out and kind of basically set up a scene here and i'll photograph it so he picks up the donald duck costume and takes the kind of the headpiece off of it to set it down on the floor. When he takes the headpiece off, an actual human skull falls out of the headpiece, lands on the floor. So he stops and, for whatever reason, you know, takes a picture of that and is like, okay, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So as he's turning to leave this room, the Mickey Mouse costume stands up. What? The costume looks at him and says in a perfect Mickey Mouse voice, hey, want to see my head come off? I thought you were going to do his voice for real. That would have been awesome. I, was like, I can't really do it otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, want to watch my, want to my head come off? Yeah, I can't, can't do it like, <laughs> you know, like they do it. But So he starts to, the, the, the thing starts to pull at its mask. And uh, it's basically bleeding as it's trying to take its own head off more or less. What? So this, this poor bastard turns around to run and sees a final message scraped into the metal over the door that says abandoned by God. Okay. And then he tears ass out of there and runs for his life. That's definitely a creepy pasta. <laughs> definitely a creepy pasta. Good story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know what I'm what I was saying about creepypasta is it works because we kind of know that Disney has abandoned uh, resorts and properties for various reasons. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, the big one being River Country with the with the uh, brain eating amoebas in the water. Mm -hmm. I yeah, like Google preventing so, uh, <laughs> things. Well, I mean that would prevent me from going right. You you guys can go. I'm I'm not, I'm not chancing that shit. <laughs> I don't know. What if, uh, what if you just misunderstood? You know, like what if that Mickey Mouse was just really wanted a friend, and he thought 
he's just very uh he's not very social he doesn't have good social skills and uh he thought well maybe if i take my head off they'll think i'm cool <laughs> what if, what if he was well, if like it's a friend just talk to the skull on the floor <laughs> <laughs> what if it was uh what if the head's all coming off the dude's running out and then all of a sudden chris angel pops his head out of the rest of the body he's like dude it's an illusion <laughs> Ta-da. just messing with you man <laughs> Oh man, but there you go, man. Like the happiest place on earth. Like we, we, you know, the examples we have set here for the creepers is that it's not always the happiest, not always the brightest and not always the safest. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, like Carter said, there's always been aspects of Disney, their, their, their cartoons, their rides that have had this kind of scary, horrific thing to them. Uh, but in the end, you know, I don't know. It's still, I'd still go on these rides. I'd, I'd still go on the, on the Pirates of the Caribbean. I'll still go at the Haunted Mansion in the Tower of Terror. You know, some guy shot a horror movie at Disney. Like, oh, I remember hearing guy. something yeah, about that. Escape right? from something yeah. or, yeah, have, yeah, it was yeah, totally unauthorized. To yeah. Yeah. It, if we well, could, it's pretty good from what I've heard. Let's yeah, see that's we, what I heard too. Let's see if we can find that. Maybe we'll do like a, a commentary episode on that where we watch it and then just kind of talk or, or watch it and then maybe discuss it, break it down. Yeah, that could be fun. I haven't seen it, and I still want to see it. So cool, cool, cool. All right, fellas, anything else you want to say about Mr. Walt Disney or his creepy little theme parks? Um, just that you guys have a you guys have a friend in me. (laughs) You are a toy. Um. Oh, you know what? Saying that brought this to mind. Apparently, if you look at the rug in Sid's house. The rug, the rug he has is the exact same rug from the the uh, outlook, the the hotel from The Shining. Yeah, yes. the, yeah, the carpet in the hallway. So, there you go. Anyway, all right, guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of History Creeps. We appreciate all your support. Keep an ear out. Our Patreon is coming. We were trying to push it out by by the end of the year, but we don't want to rush it. We want to make sure we give you guys quality content. So it is coming. Or Keep at your least ears. content. There you go. Uh, it is coming. Keep your ears peeled. Um, other than that, for Johnny Townsend, for Carter Johnson, this is Chris Chavez. Thanks so much for listening. Hit the lights on the way out of the Creeper Clubhouse. Make sure to lock the doors behind you. And if you see a headless Mickey Mouse sitting up, run the other way. And as always, stay creepy. <laughs>